0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a Q&A episode and I have three questions I want to dive into but first, before I do that, just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you just always focused on weight loss and are sick of that and instead want a body recomp or a different approach to that, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one or two bottlenecks uh, outside of the training and nutrition protocol that we figure out that they're keeping you from seeing the results uh, that you want to see. And this holds people back more than they think. So if you're interested in finding out more about this coaching program, you can uh, click the link in the show notes, or you can fill out the application or reach out to me on Instagram and we can chat about this in more detail. If you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple months. I'm going to get the link to that is in the show notes. Next, if you want to learn more about what a body recomp is, I have my free masterclass on this topic, what it is, how to do it, and you can find the link to that in the show notes as well. And then next, if you don't follow me yet, make sure you give me a follow on Instagram, Jeff, and that's where I'm most active on social media. And then lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review, and that will help more people find this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. The first question is, how do you like to split your carbs throughout the day? I like this question. I thought it was a great way to just be like, hey, what does it look like for you to to split this up? So first, I think it's important to understand that for somebody who is just trying to maybe build some muscle, just get in better shape overall, I think your overall carbohydrate intake needs to be your your priority uh, number one there, right? I think if you hit that, you're going to be putting yourself in a good spot there with that, right? Whatever your goal is, just make sure you hit that uh, for the day versus overly worrying about the timing of it. Once you get really good at nailing that down, then maybe you can start to look at timing of it However, maybe you do have a preference of how you like to split it up. But again, um, my biggest thing here is that your overall carbohydrate intake for the day is most important. Now, the lower your carbs are, the lower your calories are overall, this might become a little bit more important from a performance standpoint, um, but we'll go over when is having some carbs around training a little bit more important, as that's usually the big kind of question there with carbohydrate intake. So how do I like to do it? I keep them fairly even throughout all my meals. I'm not really focused on having any more at any one particular time. Again, I just keep it fairly even. So I typically eat eat four meals in a day. So meal one is going to be around 8 to 10 a.m. Meal two is going to be around 1 to 3 p.m. And then I usually lift around 2 to 4 p.m. each day. And then meal three will be around 4 to 6 p.m. And then meal four uh, around 6 to 8 p.m. What's ironic here is that meal three is usually my quote unquote lowest carb meal, but also just my lowest calorie meal overall. Not for any reason in particular. It's not, oh, hey, I found like I think this is better uh, overall. It's just that I usually keep this meal pretty light so then I can have a bigger dinner and I just find that I'm not super hungry post-workout. So I do think you need to take that into consideration, right? Like I said, focusing on your overall carbohydrate intake, and then from there, you can start to break this up in terms of what you find works best for you and and what you like best. If you like to have more carbs a little bit earlier in the day, that's totally fine. If you like to have a little bit more later in the day, that's totally fine, again, so long as you're seeing the results that you wanna see. Now, for not, then that could be something down the line, potentially, that we look at, but that's way down the line. But you can start to eat around when you uh, like it best, right? Again, I do know the importance of getting some protein in, getting some carbohydrates in around my workout, and not going too far after my workout without getting food in. But I also am least hungry, especially in a building phase, and that meal. I typically keep this a little bit lighter, so it actually ends up being my lowest carb meal. Which you know, a lot of people would probably be um, surprised uh, by that. But again, it's not has nothing to do with. I think this is the most optimal way. It's just hey, this is what I found to to work for me there with that. So again, I think. One thing I did mention uh, earlier was if you're in an energy deficit or a surplus, I think that will alter things as well too. When you're in a surplus, you just have so much kind of food available at any one time that I think timing, yes, it still is important. Again, we don't want to completely mess it up, but I think it becomes a little less important during that period of time, right? Whereas when you're in a deficit, you might need to be a little bit more strategic with when you – With where you place your carbohydrates, right? Because, for example, maybe if you go like super low carb early in the day, then you have training, then training's not very good, and then you're super hungry later, and then it's hard for you to stick to it. Well, in that case, maybe we would place a little bit more carbohydrate earlier in the day there with that. Again, maybe you just have a little bit more carbohydrate around your workout. so that way you're a little bit more energized for your workouts from a performance um, standpoint, right? So, again, there's kind of two things that you would. Look at there with that in particular. And then two, the other big thing with carbohydrate intake. So again, we have that. The other big thing to look at is like how often you train a day. Most people don't train multiple times per day. However, if you did, so think like an athlete or something like that, a CrossFit athlete, somebody like that, or again, somebody who's going to train multiple times a day, your carbohydrate intake does become a little bit more important as well too from a performance standpoint, right? Like it becomes a little bit more important to make sure you fuel up in between training sessions. So if you are somebody who maybe does cardio at one point and then training at one point, it's probably not, it's probably a good idea to focus a little bit more on your carbohydrate intake, especially making sure you get some in between your workouts there on that. So I just want to go over a few ways, a few times when carbohydrate timing around your workouts becomes a little bit more important, right? So again, we know carbohydrates play an essential role in muscle growth and overall bodily function. Again, most of the energy you use during weight training comes from carbohydrates and low glycogen stores, which is the storage form of carbohydrates. Low glycogen stores have been shown to reduce the number of repetitions during your lift, right? So we want to make sure that we don't quickly skip out on carbohydrates. And again, you can see where this becomes an issue when you are in a a low energy state, if you're in a, a fat loss diet there on that. So There was a study by King et al., and they looked at whether or not eating carbohydrates before training was beneficial to training performance. So again, times when you would want to make sure you get some carbohydrates before your training again understanding that hey your overall carbohydrate intake for the day is most important that's going to go a long way here with this but these are times when you might want to consider having a little bit more carbohydrate first if you haven't eaten for eight plus hours so again if you're going into the workout fasted carbohydrate having some carbohydrates beforehand will likely be beneficial so if you work out first thing in the morning and you typically don't you might see a benefit there by eating a little bit more eating some of your carbohydrates before your workout Again, if you're in a building phase and you do this, you you likely have plenty of your glycogen stores are probably topped off and whatnot. So you likely will be good there. But again, it would be something to potentially look at and see if it it helps. If I've trained fasted for extended periods of time, maybe you're not super happy with your training, your muscle growth, potentially look at that. The longer your workouts are, right? So if they're longer than 45 to 60 minutes, you likely want to have some carbohydrates beforehand with that. Plus, I think anything over 45 to 60 minutes is likely going to have a pretty good amount of training volume in that as well too, right? Again, so workout that's higher in volume. If anything is more than four to six sets per muscle group in a session, you likely want to make sure that you have some carbohydrates beforehand. If you use larger muscle groups, right, that would be a time that you would want to make sure you get some carbohydrates. And so think like legs, right? That may be something where it's, oh, I do feel crappy in my leg training. Hey, and, and maybe you you fast before your workouts, but it might be beneficial to add in a little bit of carbohydrate beforehand. And then how intense the workout is. If you have a workout that is very demanding and intense, then you would benefit from some carbohydrates there with beforehand. Those are some times that you'd want to consider it. Again, understanding that, hey, your overall carbohydrate intake is going to play a massive role there with that. Again, like I said, I think times when you're in energy, energy deficit, I think these things become even more important as well. Understanding though that you have to consider your overall goals, what your overall caloric intake is for the day as well too, right? If you, let's say you're in an energy deficit, you're like, oh shoot, I usually train fasted, et cetera. I feel like I maybe need some more carbohydrates before my workout. But then now you add carbohydrates before your workout. And now that gets you out of the calorie your calorie deficit and you end up consuming more calories overall which leads to you being out of your calorie deficit, then that might not be a good strategy for you, right? So we have to consider our goals here. Again, it would be easy to just pinpoint it to one thing, but there's usually trickle-down effect of everything here with this. So again, your kind of goals, you need to keep those um, in mind. And then obviously when you're in a deficit, you just have a little less wiggle room with everything and you need to be uh, on top of it a little bit more. So hopefully that gave you some insight into how I split my carbs up throughout the day, what is important, what's not, and maybe sometimes when you need to focus on a little bit more carbohydrate overall. All right, so next is there such thing as too much fiber or protein if you don't have digestive symptoms? So I think this is a good question because I think eat both of these things, too much of them can potentially lead to digestive issues. So, the, And that's the common thought. So this person's asking, I know that, but what if I don't experience digestive issues? Can you end up having too much at that point? So I do think at some point there is a thing as too much from a digestion perspective and overall for both fiber and, and protein. So fiber, at some point you would run into some digestive issues. There's just no way that if you just kept Going higher and higher in fiber to where you're like 50 plus grams, that you wouldn't notice some sort of digestive symptom there at that point. A good number to aim for is about 10 to 15 grams for every 1,000 calories you eat. And I just can't imagine getting more than like 40 to 50 grams of fiber per day consistently for weeks at a time. I just don't think that most people's stomach would handle that. Here's my other issue. The higher your fiber goes, yes, you're probably getting some carbohydrates in, but I feel like you could utilize your nutrition a little bit better, right? Like if this were the case, if somebody had 50 plus grams of fiber every single day, I would be like, man, and you combine it with high protein and be like, you might not be getting in enough carbohydrate overall. And then we have to worry about overall energy availability. Could Could that improve? Now, again, in a fat loss phase, you might have to do this, but if you're trying to build muscle, trying to be at maintenance and you're getting 50, plus grams of fiber a day. I would just imagine it would be fairly hard to do that consistently and get in enough energy overall there with that. So again, I do think at some point you're going to run into this. So as with anything, somebody hears, oh, you need more fiber. They think that more is better. And and again, there's probably this point of diminishing returns and from a digestive standpoint, not going to be great there with that. So yes, I do think you can get too much for multiple reasons from fiber. Protein, same thing. I think at some point you would run into digestive issues where exactly would that be at? It just depends on you and your protein um, sources, right? If you just have like protein powder and you get you know, 300, 400 grams of protein a day, which is a, a crazy amount. I wouldn't recommend anybody do that. Would you run into digestive issues then? Maybe not. Obviously that much uh, whey protein powder stuff like that could it cause some issues there, but obviously 300 to 400 grams of protein from like chicken or like steak or something like that just sounds like a recipe for just poor digestion at, at that point, right? So again, I think that just because you are doing these things and uh, maybe you've had a couple of days where you've gone really high protein or really high fiber, again, I, don't, I think in the short term, it might not matter too much, but over time, I think it would start to um, add up there with that. Those are things that that I would look at there. I, I do think at some point you could definitely go um, way too high with it. But also with like protein, aside from the digestive issues, I feel like too much protein likely takes away from other macros, right? Fats and carbs. So like when I hear these two questions asked together, it makes me just think that this person specifically is just somebody that probably has struggled with gaining any amount of body fat. Maybe they're probably always in a low energy state, right? If you're like protein super high and fiber's always high, it's like now you're missing out on these foods that are gonna provide other vitamins and minerals, again, fats, carbohydrates. Again, these all play important roles in overall health and physique and body composition. And a lot of times I feel like when people get into this kind of Field, they do get drawn to like, oh, hey, fiber, protein all the time. And then they get into these like, quote unquote, health foods, fitness foods. And then now they're, again, they're running into digestive issues because they don't eat enough calories overall. They're eating too much protein. They're eating too much fiber while trying to exercise a ton. So, again, I feel like this can lead down to I think a lot of times people like think of these foods because they're, quote unquote, your health foods. And people are are some. Certain like population of people are scared to eat more fats, more carbohydrates. And they think that if they just eat fiber and protein, that they're healthy and that's good and that's what they need to do. But again, you can run into issues here uh, with this. We don't want to miss out on things like carbohydrates, uh, fats, right? They all provide. Vitamins and minerals and, and whatnot that really gets your body to function as well as it can and to perform as best as it can. As well so the person asking this, I would definitely think, hey, do you maybe need to change your mindset around food to make sure that, hey, like you can have in, you can fit in these other types of foods as well. And you don't need to just eat protein and fiber. Again, maybe short term, that's something you can do. Maybe it helps you in a fat loss phase. But even then, this is just wouldn't be a way of eating that I'd want to do for extended periods of time. Because again, not only from the digestive standpoint, but the overall energy that you would be taking in from day to day. Okay. All right. So final question, tips for gaining muscle slash body recomp in maintenance. So direct maintenance calories, right? So again, I was imagine that you're saying you're at maintenance because you've seen your weight stay the same for multiple weeks on end They're on that, right? We're not looking at maintenance calories as, oh, hey, I put this in a calculator. This is what my maintenance calories are. Again, we need to take a, a period of time to make sure. And um, actually, I believe my next podcast, solo podcast recording is going to be finding your maintenance calories. So I'm um, When this comes out Friday of this week, you will. I'll have the podcast going over how to find your maintenance calories. So, again, this is assuming that you have track your calories for multiple weeks on end for sure that you're at your maintenance calories, right? This isn't the, Hey, I plugged this into a a nutrition calculator or a macro calculator online. This is what it came up with my maintenance calories, right? We do want to make sure it's actually your maintenance calories because it it can range and it really depends on you and your specific situation, right? Something that a, a calorie calculator online or macro calculator cannot tell you. So let's say you truly are at that point. So some things that I would really focus on here at this period of time. First, the most important thing, Push your muscle building training more times than not so again think things like hey you want to stay mostly at one to three reps in reserve most of the time again we can get closer to failure but we want to make sure training is challenging and you're providing the proper intensity there with it we want to make sure that over time we're making things challenging more challenging right whether that be adding reps improving technique adding more weight again maybe not necessarily session to session we're not just adding weight but over time we're adding these things There with that, right? So we want to make sure that training is overloading in a way that's going to promote muscle growth, uh, not just training for the sake of training. There with that, good technique and execution. So again, making sure our execution is there, making sure that we're training through a full range of motion, uh, maybe biasing the length and position, right? Training with good technique. We're not just dropping the weight. We're not just flinging the weight around. We're not just focused on getting the weight from point A to point B. Like there is some intent to what we're doing. And we do that over extended periods of time, right? We do that for weeks, months on end. That's going to really set the, the foundation for a body recomp and, and gaining muscle at maintenance. Because a lot of times people overlook this part of it. They overly focus on the exercise maybe that they're doing or the program that they're on or their nutrition. Oh, hey, again, to go to the carbohydrates. Oh, is it because I haven't been eating carbohydrates for my workout? No, it's not that, it's, hey, your training needs to improve. And not only does it need to improve, it needs to improve over extended periods of time. I think that's the other piece here where, you know, people maybe do this for a week or two, and then they slowly go back to um, maybe how they were training before. Maybe they change things up um, and they don't ever do this for extended periods of time. I think that's the big piece here is not only do you need to do these things, but you need to do that over extended periods of time. People are very good at doing things very short term, um, but the long term, that's where uh, people get caught up. Um, And I see a lot of clients struggle with progress because they can't stay um, consistent with things for three, four, five, six weeks, one to two, three months uh, over time, right? It's one, two weeks of a burst, and then boom, things fall back, we gotta reset, right? Um, So again, we need to make sure we do this over time. Um, We want to make sure we get enough sleep. Uh, You don't have to sleep 10 plus hours a night, but we do want to make sure that we have a good baseline of sleep, six to eight hours uh, at a minimum, good quality, uh, good sleep hygiene there um, with that. Uh, We want to make sure you're eating enough protein. Again, you could eat enough protein, but not have your training be on point and you aren't going to maximize a body recomp or building muscle at maintenance. We need to make sure that training is there. Same thing with sleep. If you're skipping out on training to get more sleep, you're not going to send that signal To your body to build more muscle so these things are permissive to the training aspect of it but again making sure you eat enough protein this could be anywhere from 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight and like i just talked in the last question this doesn't mean that you need to eat five grams per pound of body weight of protein per day there's going to be this limit because we want to make sure that with my next point we don't skip out on carbs or other macronutrients because we're just trying to eat more and more protein overall right so we want to get enough protein but we also need to make sure that we don't just keep getting more protein. Again, there's that Goldilocks zone of, of protein. I think the longer I've seen issues with people, I, I do think that initially maybe protein's a little low, but after a while, like people end up maximizing the, the benefits of protein. I find lately that protein is less of an issue and it's more so people like food choices, like one, either missing out on carbs or just four choices of food f- uh, for poor food choices for carbs and fats is usually the the bigger issue versus, oh, hey, you just need to get more protein. There with that, I think we can maximize the protein side of things a lot easier and earlier than most people think. Um, there with that. Uh, my next kind of advice here is don't skip out on carbs. So again, we do want to make sure we have some sort of, of carbohydrate in our diet. We don't want to just, hey, I want to be super lean, so I'm just going to not eat carbs. Well, that's going to impact your training. It's going to impact your recovery. Um, we just talked about the importance of carbohydrates. So we do need to make sure that we are getting uh, our carbohydrates. And we're not skipping out with a minimum one gram per pound of body weight, likely more for most people. Next, diet quality. So we need to make sure we improve that diet quality. This kind of goes back to what I was just talking about where food choices for carbs and fats need to improve. Again, improving your overall diet quality. This doesn't mean that you just have to eat fruits and veggies and protein every single day. It's, hey, we want to make sure we get in some fr- fruit and veggie per day. We want to make sure we're getting in some whole foods, some nutrient-dense foods, but we can leave some room for some tastier foods that, again, are quote-unquote health diet foods. But we do generally want to improve our overall diet quality. And again, this spans throughout the entire week. Like I said, you have one night where you have, let's just not making like trying to pick on this particular food, but let's say you have burger and fries. What well, does it doesn't mean that you screwed everything up? You eat an unhealthy diet. It's just, okay, hey, you had that. Could you have made, could you have added like a veggie or something to that meal? And then what did you do the rest of the day and the rest of the week, right? So improving that overall diet quality throughout the week can be helpful, right? And the biggest reason here is one, these foods generally are going to provide vitamins and minerals that you need. And they help you feel, you feel better overall when you eat these types of foods. They're easy, they're tougher to over-consume calories with. So that's why we want to improve that overall diet quality there. We want to make sure we get in enough movement. Again, we don't want to get too much movement, but we want to get in enough movement. Again, this can be making sure that you hit a minimum of six to 8,000 steps per day, maybe go a little bit higher if you want to enjoy a little bit more food. But again, you're not going to be able to you can, again, run into issues here. Oh, I get more food, then I can move like 30,000 steps a day and be good. Now you start to run into issues there with that. So we, again, there's this sweet spot of, I think, anywhere from 6 to 12,000 per day. Now, if you get more than that, and it's a part of your lifestyle, and it's not a burden, then I think that's fine. That's part of your lifestyle. We obviously adjust for that. But if you're somebody that's at that 6 to 12K mark, and you're like, oh, sh- should, I- should I go dedicate more time to get more steps? And probably not. I wouldn't push you there at that point. But mo- movement can also be cardio, right? Making sure you get in one to two cardio sessions per week to just make sure you're in good good cardiovascular health, right? I think that can really help you indirectly in your weight training. You can recover better in between sets. I think your body's just going to be more receptive to change when you're in better cardiovascular health. You can just recover better overall. You can handle life stressors better overall. So again, being in good cardiovascular health as well. And again, this doesn't mean you have to Run a marathon um, every uh, six months. It's just, hey, probably one to two times a week. We want to do something that an activity, not weight training that gets your heart rate up. Again, not too high, but somewhere in that like zone two, three, zone four, 30, 45, 60 minutes uh, at a time I'm there with that. And then lastly, I think your overall food intake is super important here. Again, obviously you're at maintenance, so that's important like that it said here, but we want to make sure that we don't eat too much food, um, but we also don't undereat because there, you can't undereat and within that, then that's not going to be a great spot to build muscle And that standpoint, right? We do want to make sure we eat enough food, but not too much. And within that, when you begin going back to the diet quality, making sure you hit all your macros, that's super important on there with that, because those things are going to lead to it. The diet quality kind of ties into this because the diet quality is going to make it easier for you to make sure you you stay within that range that we want to um, stay. And so again, not eating too much, but not eating too little either. Because a lot of times when people get into health and fitness, it's like, oh, hey, I need to just eat. I need to restrict. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. And that's, again, not the case. We're not saying to too completely cut out all food. It's walking that fine line of not eating too much, but also making sure that you do eat enough too, because eating too little is also an issue over the long term. So those were some tips there for that. Hopefully that was helpful. That's it for today's episode. And I will chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeff91 underscore or visit jhealth.net. See you next time.